the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, good afternoon, everyone. It's John DePietro. Right now, the time is 12.06 on this Thursday. And you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. Good afternoon to everybody tuning in. We do the uh, live stream on Facebook. It's Facebook Live. You just find the page. It's John DePietro Show. During the 12 to 1 hour, we do the uh, the noon report, I like to call it. Then we do one after dark. And then we're always there with our live stream. The only one that really does it. I mean, sometimes the television stations will go out. Uh, 10 and 12 and try to give Juan a little competition, but most of the time we are out there uh, delivering real news, folks. And this portion of the program is brought to you by Henry Oil. Now listen, today is in fact, I mean, what a gift. Today is a beautiful Thursday, but the winter season is coming and make Henry Oil your oil provider this heating season. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Switch to Henry Oil, a Rhode Island tradition since 19... 19- 47, Carmine Henry DeSanto delivered fuel oil with a single truck operation. Now, the family business, they're terrific to deal with. Call them today, Henry Oil, 401-521-0200. Remember, lock and cap pricing, um, service contracts, budget plans, automatic delivery. You can depend on Henry Oil. Serving most Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass, 401-521-0200. And remember, always online at henryoil.com. Well, folks, check out the website, uh, depetro.com, where we constantly have, uh, we're frequently updating with original stories and video. And don't forget, depetro.com, which is brought to you by Brood Awakenings. You know, I love Brood Awakenings. I want you to support them, whether it be for breakfast or lunch or into the afternoon. Uh, they have fresh ingredients, cozy environment. Uh, the brew difference, you'll see exactly what it is when you stop in and see them. Remember, they have uh, locations, Brewed Awakenings, located in Johnston, also Cranston, Pontiac Avenue, Providence, the new one, 100 Westminster. That's a beautiful location. And then also right there in Warwick on Bald Hill Road. It's a great place. If you're going to meet someone, by the way, for business meetings, they're just perfect. perfect. It's clean. The food is fresh. The service is great. And we're lucky to have them. They are successful local business. It's Brood Awakenings. Well, folks, I want to, um, good afternoon to everybody tuning in. Now, again, we are on uh, Verdict Watch with the Kyle Rittenhouse case. We're obviously going to be talking about that. And uh, the jury has it. And whenever this happens, we will, in fact, uh, bring it to you. Now, we don't know when, in fact, it's going to happen. Uh, But when, in fact, it happens, if we're on the air, we'll bring it to you. If we are not on the air, then when then, in fact, um, we will, you know, we'll be doing Facebook Live and so forth. So a couple different things I want to start off, though. How about the Biden approval rating hits a new low of 36 percent in the Quinnipiac poll, 36 percent for Biden. Now, closer to home, I don't believe this new poll that is out. I, I don't know what to make of it. Um, I think it's it's a little high. If you're the McKee people, you would feel very good about it. There's a thing called the morning consult. And by and large, most of the time, you can't dismiss every poll because most of the time these polls, I, I recognize some people don't believe any polls. I don't fall into that. I don't fall into that category. And a great example I use was in 2016, uh, the Trump people with their own internal polling, saw that their path to victory was going to be through uh, Pennsylvania, through Michigan, and uh, Wisconsin. And, you know, the, the 2016 Trump campaign showed exactly how effective internal polling could show. Because a lot of the national polls had Hillary up, but their own internal polls showed their path to victory, which led to... Uh, success in, in, in 2016. And conversely, in 2020, there the Trump internal polls showed where they were in trouble. So, and, and it wasn't their imagination, as a matter of fact. But anyhow, I know some people dismiss all polls. I don't. Uh, granted, it, it's gotten diff- more difficult, but it's not impossible. And a, there are, a, you, you can't successfully run for office without having 
um, effective internal pollsters. You just you just can't. So I don't dismiss all the different polls. So, but this one morning consult. Um, the Raimondo people used to dismiss this when Governor Raimondo was one of the least, if not the least popular governor in the country. I didn't dismiss it. So sometimes they're a little bit higher than they should be. Sometimes they're a little bit lower than they should be. But they, they generally, I think, fall in there. So the most popular governor in the country apparently is the governor of Vermont, 79% approval rating. Now, who is number two? The number two most popular governor in the entire country is Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker, 72% approval rating. Larry Hogan, the governor of Maryland, third most popular governor in the United States, 70% approval rating. Now, Chris Sununu, 67% approval rating in New Hampshire. And then, you know, then you get some of the different people that fall in. Ned Lamont, Democrat Connecticut. 64% approval rating. Mike DeWine, I think he's a very good governor. Governor of Ohio, 62%. Now, it gets to Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee is at 59% in this poll. Now, I think that's a little high. I think it also, it really depends on who they're talking to. Uh, but right now, for people that don't fully pay attention uh, to everything that's going on. I was with someone just last week, small business owner, doesn't fully follow the news. He said, you know, I think Governor McKee, he seems to be doing a good job. I don't hear a lot about him. Uh, Governor Raimondo, a lot of people didn't like, but he seems to be doing. I know people that follow it, that really follow political news. Certainly anyone that is against the mandates, anyone that is a Trump supporter, uh, anyone that believes the state is headed down the wrong path, they would take issue. But if you're the McKee people, I think this may explain why he's this is day two of his 12 day vacation, because he's almost there. They're saying he's at 60 percent, 60 percent for an incumbent. Very, very difficult. And I'm also curious, by the way, if this is going to uh, motivate some of his competitors to maybe start their attacks a little earlier than expected. If Governor McKee is sitting there at 59 percent. That tells me that right now his opponents for that Democrat primary um, are, in fact, they're not doing their job because he's getting too much of a free pass. There's a lot out there. There's a lot of things they can go for. Now, it is true. I'm the most popular one in the United States. 100% approval rating. Thank you to the listeners. But um, McKee at 59%. I think that's a, a little high. But even if, you know, margin of error, even if he's 55 north, listen, the stories are there. I would say that's more of a reflection of General Treasurer Seth Magaziner is just sitting on the sidelines. Secretary of State Nelly Gorbia is just sitting there doing nothing. I wonder, you know, if they're going to open up the floodgates a little bit sooner than expected and start some, you know, um, some incoming on him to try to bring him down. So just going down the rest of the list, uh, Phil Murphy, the governor of New Jersey, is at 57 percent. And he's already said he's not running for reelection next year. Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, 52 percent. I'm a little surprised at that. You know, according to this poll, Governor McKee is actually more popular than Ron DeSantis. And one thing about the governor of Florida he has tremendous supporters. He has tremendous supporters all over the country. But make no mistake about it, there are the Democrats, progressives in Florida that are very much against uh, Governor DeSantis, the governor of Florida. The least popular governor is the governor of Oregon, who's at 43%. You know what's interesting about that is Governor Abundo used to commit at 36%, 32%. I mean, if she were still governor on the list, she would be by far the least popular governor. And granted, Governor McKee, it's nine months in. But in fairness, if you're the McKee people, I think they're also polling. They're seeing where his numbers are. And I think this explains his his 12-day uh, vacation that he's on right now. Governor of Texas, Governor Abbott, who's going to be challenged now by Beto O'Rourke, 50% approval rating. So um, 
And then let me just see a couple others. The governor of Tennessee, 55% approval rating. How about Gavin Newsom has bounced back, 56% approval rating. So, again, long, long way to go. But for Governor McKee, I think that kind of explains where he is. So, folks, again, we're, um, we're on watch now. And uh, for this, uh, for the, the business of where exactly uh, the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict is, is going to come down. The media, as you've been listening to, is uh, completely, um, you know, pushing this narrative that there wouldn't have been any problems if Kyle Rittenhouse didn't show up. And what was he doing there? And Kyle Rittenhouse and blah, blah, blah and everything else. Listen, it goes back to there's a, a good editorial in the Wall Street Journal. And, you know, there's so many different elements to what happened in Kenosha that the media drops the ball on or they, they just don't they don't like the narrative. So they don't talk about, you know, the narrative of what's really, you know, out there. So now the governor of Wisconsin is a governor by the name of Tony Evers. And Wall Street Journal has a good editorial. Has he learned his lesson? So the Wisconsin governor deploys 500 National Guard troops ahead of the Rittenhouse verdict. And I'll go to the, their um, editorial. Prosecutors say Kyle Rittenhouse conduct at a riot in Kenosha was criminally reckless. And they write, we'll still find out whether the jurors agree. But no juries need to decide whether it was morally, politically reckless for public officials in the press to condone vicious rioting in Kenosha in other cities last summer. That created the vacuum in which the Rittenhouse shooting took place. The state's Democrat governor, Tony Evers, has learned that has learned that from the debacle. Maybe, perhaps. To forestall another round of violence, he's put 500 National Guard troops on active duty. He tweeted, regardless of the outcome of the case, I urge peace in Kenosha. And across our state, in his statement deploying the National Guard, he reiterated protesters should exercise their First Amendment right safely and purposefully. However, peacefully, compare that to his rush to judgment after the police shooting of Jacob Blake in Kenosha last August, August 23rd. That day, Evers sent five tweets denouncing the shooting and said, quote, we will demand action from those who have failed to recognize racism in our state and country for too long. None of those tweets included a call for protests to be peaceful. Though he was well aware of violent anti-police protests that had taken place since the killing of George Floyd. The officer who shot that dirtbag, Jacob Blake, was cleared after state federal, federal investigations. Folks, I'm waiting for who will be the first elected official will call out Governor McKee for last September attending the violent anti-police rally, Black Lives Matter rally in Borington, where he spoke at. Back to the Wall Street Journal. Governor of Wisconsin sent 125 National Guard troops after a night of rioting in Kenosha, but said in a statement it was limited mobilization. He also declined an offer from President Trump for help from the Department of Homeland Security, having told the White House such a presence only make these situations more volatile and dangerous. He eventually authorized 250 National Guardsmen called for peace. But on August 26th, the Kenosha County Board sent a letter to him asking for 1,500 troops with police powers. Adding our businesses are under attack. Our homes are under attack. The damage from the Kenosha riots was $50 million. Isn't it amazing that this whole thing happened in Kenosha? Imagine if last year the governor had called on residents to wait for the investigation of the Blake shooting and demanded peacefulness regardless of the outcome. Imagine if he had activated 500 National Guard troops in light of the tinderbox environment, as he's doing now, and accept federal help early on. The risk of violence after the Rittenhouse verdict is real. Progressives continually wildly misrepresenting the facts of the shooting. Many in the right have really been so invested in the innocence of a criminal defendant. That's true. The Rittenhouse shooting, uh, shootings were a tragedy, regardless of his culpability. They were in part a tragedy of the progressive establishment makings. Removing guardrails against political violence, no matter the cause, invites 
mayhem. Let's hope the governor learned a hard lesson. You know, they are exactly right. And you can already see the way this thing is starting to build around the courthouse and a lot of the misinformation. Now, I do want to touch on, uh, folks, and again, good afternoon. We have some great sound to play. Vice President Harris was on Good Morning America this morning. I think I misspoke last hour. I said the Today Show. GMA with Stephanopoulos. And I'm going to tell you about that in just a moment. But, folks, again, visit the website, uh, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Again, we have original content original stories, uh, a lot of stories you can't get anywhere else, whether it be, you know, the, the media is really not playing up the fact the governor's on a 12-day vacation. But anyhow, you can read about it all, plus a lot of the video of the things we cover at the website, petro.com And don't forget, petro.com which is brought to you by the Centerdale Revival, comfort food and cocktails. Shane runs such a great place, 2025 Smith Street. North Providence, Centerdale Revival, delicious food and drinks. Um, stop in and see them. But I want to get to this um, story. You know, the Department of Health had that briefing yesterday, and I kind of think it's um, ridiculous uh, and foolish in a way that they, they won't admit the obvious, right? They, they won't admit the obvious, which is why there is such a shortage <clears throat> Rhode Island healthcare leaders warn of crisis level staffing shortages in nursing homes and hospitals. You know, Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott, she, she won't admit that the reason is the, the mandate. Healthcare workers continue to quit the industry, and even the reporting of this due to burnout, low wages. They won't even mention the fact that people that didn't want to get vaccinated leaving nursing homes in the state understaffed as much as 20%. That is on Dr. Nicole Alexander-Scott. You can't blame everything on Governor McKee. She could have spoken up. According to a new survey, two organizations represent the state's 77 nursing homes. There are 1,920 open positions against the state's nursing homes. 983 for certified nursing assistants, 447 openings for registered licensed practical nurses. Uh, and, and what is Dr. Scott and what do they say? The results of this, Rhode Island nursing homes are fighting for their lives, long-term care. As many as 28 facilities and units have shut down during the pandemic, unable to properly staff. 23 have closed new admissions over the last three months. Um, 71% of long-term care facilities have limited the number of admissions they will accept. And I'm going to play some of the sound of this. But, you know, Dr. Scott, they won't take any responsibility. Dr. Scott, urging Rhode Islanders, avoid going to the emergency room. She doesn't call out the fact that illegals use the emergency rooms like it's a free clinic. And if you don't believe me, when's the last time you've been to an emergency room? I hear that from people that work at the ER, no matter where they are. You go to the emergency rooms, they're packed, and they are packed specifically in certain places with non-English speaking people. And they bring the entire clan. They bring the entire family. They don't go to a doctor. See, the people like Dr. Scott that preach equity, or Lieutenant Governor Matos that says if someone crosses here, crosses, runs across the Rio Grande, they're a new American. If someone comes up from Guatemala, lands in Rhode Island, are they a Guatemalan illegally in Rhode Island? No, they're a Rhode Island citizen. These people never take responsibility for the conditions that they're setting forward. Dr. Scott, this is a public health concern. And become a patient safety concern. And what are you doing about it? I'll answer the question. Nothing. Nothing. The medical director at Landmark said his facility is experiencing an increase in the number of patients visiting the emergency department who are sick and not just with COVID. He said what we're seeing in addition to sick medical patients increase the number of behavioral health patients. Behavioral health Pediatric patients, lack of beds. They're staying in the emergency department longer. Listen, you people brought this blanking crisis on. And, you know, I also agree with some people that talk about, you know, 
yeah, COVID is a problem. COVID has taken a lot of lives. The opioid crisis is still out there. And the opioid crisis, how about that horrific story out of East Greenwich? Not one, two brothers, two brothers OD'd on Sunday night. There were three young guys in a house. I don't know the name. It hasn't been released as far as I know. There were three young men, two of them. And, and the first responders were there with the Narcan. Two brothers OD'd. How is that? That's an epidemic. How is fentanyl getting in? They never want to acknowledge the open border allows all these lethal drugs to enter the country. If we didn't have an open border, it would be that much more difficult for the cartels to get their drugs over the border. Folks, we have such an open border. You have, car- you have cartel violence here in Rhode Island now. I mean, no one wants to talk about it, but that shooting on Broad Street, that was basically an execution. And it's my understanding that was like a cartel assassination. Because of people like Alorza and the lieutenant governor and Biden and Harris, they are making Rhode Island more and more. Rhode Island is on the list of an open border state that tolerates illegals. You have drug cartels setting up. This is another level than the regular gang violence that is happening in the city of Providence, the gang war. And keep in mind, it was people like um, it was people like Mayor Alorza and the city council that disbanded the gang database, making it that much harder and challenging for the Providence police to identify many of these gang members, or as Alorza calls them, groups of people. Can't call them gangs anymore, right? See, that's that. You know, that stigmatizes young people if you call them a gang member. They're just groups of people. Much like the teachers union now are saying you don't use the word pedophile. They prefer the word. These are unions that represent teachers that are teaching your children. The word they prefer is a map. A minor attracted person. Someone who's attracted to minors. Right? The teachers unions now say you don't want to stigmatize those people and call them a pedophile. Because of people like Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos, because of people like Alorza, and before him, Chafee, who allow open borders, Rhode Island now has drug cartel violence. Um, I want to go back to this thing with the nursing homes. When asked if the state staffing crisis was linked to the vaccine mandate, Dr. Scott said the mandate was meant to stabilize the existing workforce, but it's not a contributing factor. You know, these people are are just in complete denial. They they need, how much are they down on staff? 1,400 people? And they won't admit that it's because of they forced out so many of those workers. How is that possible? No, excuse me, 1,900 open positions. See, th- this is where, th- to me, they, they just lose all credibility with this stuff, right? Folks, there's some, there's some people that are out there that need to be called, held accountable for their encouraging of behavior. If, if you allow, if you allow open borders, you allow illegal drugs to come over. If you allow a state and a LORSA in the state to be a sanctuary state, you are encouraging more illegals to come here, period. I love this headline, though. Shock poll. Biden approval drops to 36%. See, I believe Governor McKee can't hide much further under that. I don't think his approval rating is real because I think his approval rating will begin to mirror more of Biden. The only thing that's helping him is they're just awash with money. But folks, in Rhode Island, when when this crowd, when they get um, these types of, when they get these type, this amount of money thrown into their lap, it just enters into corruption. What is this headline? Rhode Island state workers could get $3,000 vaccine bonus under a union agreement. 
two $1,500 bonuses to workers who have been vaccinated against COVID-19? What? Why is, what is happening? State workers are going to get $3,000 to get the shot? What? This, this is insanity. What? Good for Channel 12 and breaking the story. Completely unacceptable. State workers are going to get a $3,000 bonus? The McKee administration? $3,000 bonus for state? This is why these state workers haven't gotten the vaccine? So they're telling you and all these other people, number one, you're going to lose your job if you don't get it. Or number two, just go and don't be selfish and blah, blah, blah. But the unions are going to receive a $3,000 bonus for state workers who, who, by the way, never skipped a beat during the course of the pandemic, right? There were no layoffs in any way. Well, that is politics. Maybe that's why Governor McKee is away on this vacation, because he didn't want to be around to have to answer the questions. Folks, th- that, that is pathetic. That is really disgraceful. And I'll go through that story. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, I can't say enough good things about, and I get great feedback from the CBD store. Stop it and see Michael, 1845 Post Road in Warwick. Now, they're right, right off of 95, across from Airport Plaza, the CBD store, 1845 Post Road in Warwick. Remember, and this is for hemp and CBD, for anyone that's, if you're fighting stress or anxiety, or maybe you have trouble sleeping. If you have trouble sleeping, if you want a great night's sleep, you want one of these Delta 8 gummies. Michael said, try one of these, one. I would tell him, you know, a lot of times I'm up late or I'm out at a story and you get wired. And then it's tough to fall asleep after something like that. He said, try just not even half, less than half. Folks, boom, eight hours, restful sleep. Try it. Stop it and see Michael. And then also... I highly encourage, they have, give this to your pet. If you have an older pet, they now have this. We give this to young Rumsfeld. Rummy is 15 years old. And folks, what a difference it makes with him, with, especially with his hind legs. And his back was uh, hurting him from wagging his tail so much. Stop it and see them. Look for them on Facebook. They have great things and it's all natural. The CBD store, 1845 Post Road in Warwick. I'm going to get to that um, story. That, that is outrageous. I mean, that is really disgraceful. If uh, govern- that, that is beyond pandering. That is really embarrassing and pandering and unnecessary. And that, that just shows completely broken if that is going on. Um, again, folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by Tableau. Wine Bar, Tuscan Grill, authentic, innovative Italian cuisine, big city food and ambiance without the big city price. Three locations. Try them. Great wine. Providence, Atwell's Avenue, Smithfield, right near Bryant, and also the work location on uh, Post Road. I, um, I'm, I'm a little blown away by this um, story on, on Channel 12. How much is Governor McKee gonna, going to give? Um, he's going to give union state workers $3,000 to, to what? To get vaccinated? Like, are, are you kidding me? This can't be accurate. He's not really going to do that, is he? Is it Governor McKee? That's that's our that's our money. So that's that's taxpayer money. What? Why is he? Why is he giving out our money to state workers? So you're encouraging all these different people to. Uh, boy, I want to really credit Channel Twelve. What a, a blockbuster! Um, let me just check this. Uh, judge in Rittenhouse case says police pulled over a man claiming he was instructed to follow the jury bus and take photos of members. Ran a red light, was ticketed. Uh, MSNBC will not be allowed in the courthouse for the remainder of the trial. That is developing. Boy, that's different. How about that? Um, but I want to get to this. Uh, McKee administration decided against offering money incentives to the general public to get vaccinated. This is a complete disgrace. You know, for the general public, they were offering $1 scratch tickets. What a joke. Are you kidding me? This is an embarrassment. All right, let me play. I think we have sound of this on Channel 12. We do. Listen to this, folks. I'm Tolly Taylor with a 12 News Now update. The McKee administration and Rhode Island's biggest union of state workers have reached a tentative agreement 
on two $1,500 bonuses to workers who have been vaccinated against COVID-19. J. Michael Downey, president of Council 94, said Thursday a vote on a tentative agreement will take place December 2nd. He said 60 members of the union will be fanning out to seek feedback over the next few weeks. Downey said the agreement calls for an initial $1,500 vaccine bonus on December 2nd, assuming the vote goes through, and then an additional one in July of 2022. Derek Gomes, a spokesperson for the Department of Administration, told Target 12, the state and the unions are working diligently on a contract. Out of respect for the process, the state will not disclose any details until a contract is ratified. The governor's office, office did not have comment at this time. With 12 News Now, I'm Tolly Taylor. You know, folks, this is, um, this is uh, right now it's 1236. And good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, I'll say this. This is very challenging to me right now not to use inappropriate language. In other words, my real reaction to this story. This, this is absolutely blanking outrageous no wonder he is out of town as this is leaking out this is so overboard this is absurd state workers get a three thousand dollar bonus for getting vaccinated what else are they going to give them bonuses for what about if they quit smoking what about if they lose weight What if they get a flu shot? The McKee administration and Council 94, who paid you to get the vaccine? You have people that are losing their jobs. He would not give money incentives to the general public. Instead, Governor McKee went to the dunk and was trying to give out $1 lottery tickets. And I think 46 people showed up. Are are you kidding me? $3,000 bonus. Derek Gomes, I don't know who that is, spokesman, department administration. We're working on a contract. We're not going to give out any details. Yeah, of course not, not till it's done. Now, earlier this year, Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker signed an executive order mandating 40,000 state workers to get it. Within Rhode Island, 3,000 each to get the shot. That is preposterous. How insulting. You know what? I'll say it right now. He should not be the governor. All right? Th- th- there it is. If, if that's his idea of an agreement of how far they are willing to go, this is blanking outrageous by the McKee administration. Are you kidding me? State workers who never had to take a furlough, who never took a pay cut during the pandemic who never skipped a beat with their paychecks. And now they're each going to get $3,000 vaccine. And I would imagine if someone is a state worker and they already have it, I would imagine it's retroactive. So you just have to show proof of the card and you get three grand. This is brand new. McKee administration and the biggest union, Council 94, tentative agreement, new contract, Two fifteen hundred dollar bonuses. If you get what I would imagine, then it's going to be another fifteen hundred to get the booster. What a disgrace! You know, whoever is negotiating on behalf of the McKee administration now. Now we understand why he went out of town. This is why he disappeared. This cannot stand. This is outrageous. How much money are we talking? What? How much are they getting? 3000 each to get the vaccine. But the general public gets nothing. And if you work where they offer the mandate, then you're out of the job. But the state workers, because he wants their support to get elected, $3,000 bonus. That is a blanking disgrace. Plain English. You know, I have tried, folks, good afternoon at 1240. I didn't know Governor McKee when he came in. I knew he was the lieutenant governor. I was hearing from a lot of small business people, you know, behind the scenes. He was trying to help people. And I knew that Ramundo wouldn't give him the time of day. And when he came in, you know, I tried to I tried to approach him with a, a clean slate. Seemed like a straight shooter. Um, 
I, I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, and at different times this past spring into the summer, I, I was actually complimentary of Governor McKee. I was complimentary towards him with his uh, when Alorza wanted to fight him at the water fire announcement. Um, I, I kind of felt for him, the fact Ramundo kept him pushed off to the side and coming in. But it's, it's, it's not one thing after another. This is a disgrace. This is an absolute disgrace that this is going on. This is wrong. This should not stand. I'm going to call my rep. You should call your rep. Now, granted, they probably won't do anything. People need to make noise on this. This should not be allowed to stand. You don't give state workers a $3,000 bonus. You're right. See, this creates, it's this whole mindset Excuse me, that state workers are like a different class of people. You know, there's the rules for everybody else, and then there's the rules for the politically connected state workers. And it's absolutely wrong. <clears throat> no wonder he's away. No wonder he's not doing a press available this week. And his next, next press availability is probably, you know, Governor McKee is away until next Sunday, the 28th. They're saying they're going to vote on that that Thursday. I am very anxious <clears throat> to when his next press briefing is going to be. And I will say right now, as governor, th- this is beyond disappointing. It's unacceptable. It sends the wrong message. It should not be allowed. He's completely, this is completely political. The state workers in Massachusetts, Governor Baker said, you're mandated to get it. In Rhode Island, he's going to give them a $3,000 bonus for getting the shot. And I guess another $1,500 for the booster. So basically, in Rhode Island, Governor McKee wants to give state workers $5,000 each to get the shot that you got for free, that you were getting told to get for free. And then, oh, as an incentive to get it, here's a dollar scratch ticket. What an embarrassment. Wow. Very nice job by Channel 12. This story is just developing. Um Folks, I wish I had better news for you. 12.43 on this Thursday. This portion of the program is brought to you by R.E. Coogan & Heating. It's Cougs. Call them today, 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562. R.E. Coogan & Heating. Plumbing, heating, cooling, helpful, trustworthy, reliable. As Coog says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. 24-hour emergency service. When you have a problem with your gas boiler, oil burner, uh, hot water heater the way I did. <clears throat> you don't want to take chances. You need someone dependable. You need a pro. 24 emergency service, RE Coogan and Heating, 401-732-6562. Find them on Facebook. <clears throat> and again, the website is recooganheating.com. Folks, it it um I gotta admit, I am really surprised at that one. That is uh you know, I have to, you know, and, and when I was reading it, I was thinking, did I miss this story? Or, you know, I follow the news. I'm in the 1%. I follow the news literally 24-7. So th- this is a complete disgrace. There's nothing like you. This is embarrassing, unacceptable. Um, wow. Wow. I'm going to, right now, no wonder McKee is hiding out of town. This is, um, this is an absolute disgrace. And it, and it, like, what are you talking about? And it is a complete disgrace. Folks, I normally don't. He offered the general public. One dollar scratch tickets. Are you kidding? Like, is he out of his mind? Boy. And the union workers, union workers get at forty five hundred with the booster. Four thousand five hundred. Um, with the booster. What a joke. What a complete joke. What a, I, even I'm floored. Wow. 
unreal. I got to get my composure. Can I get it together, Juan? Are you kidding me? Wow. How about this, though? The judge now says MSNBC. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Now I'm floored again. Are you? Is this? Wow. MSNBC had a producer follow the jury bus home. What is wrong with them? Folks, what? Now I'm now I'm even doubly upset. All right. One, get it together here. I want to hear this is the judge in the Rittenhouse case. These, these people, this is getting going from bad to worse. Um, what, I, like, are you, what is MSNBC following the jury bus? <clears throat> See, this is how they operate, right? This is how we got to where we are. Now, let me recompose here. It's not often that Juan actually, I, I mean, it takes a lot, folks, for me to actually kind of lose my composure. But what I just had to absorb in the past 10 minutes is a lot. First of all, Governor McKee, now we know why he's hiding out of town, like a criminal. He's not in Rhode Island. He's hiding out of town for 12 days. Why? Because Channel 12 breaks the story that he's going to give state workers $3,000 bonus and another $1,500 for the booster shot just to get the vaccine. What did he offer the general public? $1 scratch tickets as an incentive. What a complete disgrace. Number two... You know, this is, they are trying to intimidate um, the jurors. No question about it. They are trying to intimidate the jurors with the Kyle Rittenhouse. That's how he ended up here in the first place. He never should have been indicted um, for this situation where there was self-defense during a riot of which he was trying to help. They were lighting businesses on fire. They were lighting businesses on fire. Where Kyle Rittenhouse was, car source, which three locations, they were lighting cars on fire. They were lighting cars on fire. He was there to try to stop it and help out. 
and MSNBC for the mob to try to intimidate the jurors. Where MSNBC has someone following the jury bus to get pictures of the jurors. Now, anyone that attended the trial, you can see who's sitting there in the jury box. I mean, this is another level. And there is is no end. Watch what they're going to try to do to the judge. Kyle Rittenhouse should not be, he should be found not guilty. He absolutely should be found not guilty. But I, I'm really floored at this McKee thing. Are you kidding me? Council 94 state workers. And why is this? Because he wants their vote next September. And, you know, they feel they can do whatever they want because it's COVID money. You know, you the this is good insight to what Governor McKee thinks of you. He wants you to get the vaccine. Shot in arms. To his credit, Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker, what did he say to 40,000 state workers in Mass? Get the shot or you're out. Mandated. What did Governor McKee say to the healthcare workers of Rhode Island? Get the shot or you're out of a job. What does he say to the unions? We'll give you each $3,000 to get the vaccine. This is absurd. This is wrong. Uh, people need to, dec- you know, th- this should not stand. This absolutely should not stand. If this is how, this is really simple, folks. And I say this at 1252. If this is how they're going to govern, then this is the classic Peter principle. He's not up to the job. This is not an endorsement of Nelly. And I want to be very clear about something. This is certainly not an endorsement for Nelly Gorbea. This is not an endorsement in any way for Seth Magaziner. I don't know Helena Folks who ran CVS, who's supposedly going to run. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I don't know what to make of the Dave Darlington thing. But here's what I know. You can't have someone like this, that he hides out of town for 12 days because he doesn't want to answer questions as news is leaking out of deals that he's cutting. Listen, that's not leadership. There were red flags there were red flags with Governor McKee. First was his friendship with Pork Boy, right? All you ever heard, he was on uh, with York like every day as lieutenant governor. And York is buddy-buddy and was defending the naked fat test coach from North Kingstown. So this is the ultimate birds of a feather, right? I remember the nuns at St. Paul's used to say, tell me who your friends are, I'll tell you who you are. But... This is insulting to every taxpayer. And I want to be very clear. I don't care that this is, quote, COVID money. See, COVID money to them is code of we can just do whatever we want. It's kind of like how a lot of times at the state house or in city government, they treat federal money. They treat federal money like like it's monopoly money. Like we can steal it, right? Like that's what they do with used to do with HUD money. Like who cares? It's federal money. We, we're not, it's not like we're stealing city tax money or state tax money. It's, it's federal money. So therefore, in their mind, it doesn't matter. I don't care it's COVID money. Those union people, and by the way, so let's, let's do the math here, actually. Um, on the fly, there's 15,000 state workers, at least, right, times 3,000. Wow, look at that. That's an awful lot of money. Huh. So Governor McKee has no problem giving that amount of money? Wow. Is that is that possible? It's got to be. Let me double check it. Times 3,000? That's not even counting the booster shot. That's $45 million. $45 million in bonus money. Wow. He is something else. How is that possible? Who's negotiating this? What? Well, that's true. Providence teachers got a bonus of 3000 in the new contract to work during the pandemic. Very good point. So that's their way of doing it. So, and if I'm reading this correctly... 
15,000 state workers. Well, that's a very good point. Times $3,000? Like, what? that's what the money's going to? See, this is the problem. This is the problem when the, this, these people are not equipped to have or be in charge of this kind of money, right? Like the system was never designed for them to be able to, to, to uh, pull off something like this. So, but that is true. The teachers got a bonus in the new contract work during the pandemic. So I get it. It's a way to use the federal money, but not increase their base salary. So they're just throwing the money around. You know, it's still wrong. Uh, I, I also recognize, folks, that a lot of people won't condemn Governor McKee for this because the people that would, they're also vying to try to get the uh, the union vote, the Council 94 vote, MSNBC banned from the courtroom the remainder of the trial. Wow. And they're still investigating it. Huh. Wow. Um, what is this story? Blackstone Valley Prep paid twice the appraised value for two lots next to its high school. Oh, my God, folks. The corruption is just beginning. There's no end to it. No one from MSNBC is going to be allowed into the building. Good. You know, and they want, MSNBC wants a riot. They want a riot. James Morrison, trailing the jury bus last night, wants to film, photograph the jury, and then hand it out to the mob. The fact that, here's another story I'm just saying, the jump kick man. They kicked Kyle Rittenhouse in the head before the team shot him is a career criminal. What a surprise. No one talks about that. Please, God, folks, anyone that saw Juan After Dark last night, I was actually praying with my, I have many rosary beads, but with these rosary beads that were given as a gift to me for uh, the jury to have the courage to find Kyle Rittenhouse uh, not guilty. MSNBC, um, I'm also just seeing this, producer, nuked her Twitter account following allegations of jury intimidation. So that's interesting. So MSNBC is attempting to um, intimidate the jury to try to get them to give a guilty verdict. How? Let's see what President Biden says. All right, all right folks, here's what we're going to do. It's, uh, and I know the news is uh, fast moving here, and I was jumping around a little bit. It's 1259. Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Now, here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news, and there's a lot of it. We're on Kyle Rittenhouse Verdict Watch. Uh, that is a really interesting development. MSNBC trying to intimidate the jurors banned from the trial. Wow. All right. Next hour is radio only. We'll also talk about Governor McKee hiding out of town, giving union workers a $3,000 bonus if they get the vaccine. You, the taxpayer, you get nothing. You get a $1 scratch ticket. They get a $3,000 bonus. All right. We're going to break for the one o'clock news. The power hour is next. Remember, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can listen at the website to Petro.com. We're back on the other side after the one o'clock news.